Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Have you ever encountered somebody that sounds like they know what they're talking about, but in reality has no clue? No, I'm not talking about Derek. I'm talking about the fake experts in your day-to-day lives. Well, now there's a solution, folks. The Fact Finder mobile device. Simply hold it near the monologuing, unsolicited advice giver and the moment a falsehood comes out of their mouth an alarm sounds and it sprays them with cheese whiz check it out at backpackingblisters.com hello everybody this is Derek and with me today is the only man who attempted to wear peat moss as a toupee to the grocery store with his weighted backpack on Carl Mandrioli. There that's he a good is. One. Pete Moss. That's a that's, that's a stretch, buddy. <laughs> Actually, I should try that. It's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Backpacking Wishes Podcast, everybody. With me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who thinks that he's an expert in parking a car. So he calls himself Par King. Oh. Wow, that I don't, I can't. Oh, that's right. That's the embarrassing brainstorming for you. that must go on. The brainstorming. That's right. So we Woo! got terrible things. The worst things that experts say in backpacking. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You come up with a list for this? I have a few. Yeah. Okay. I got a few. All right. I actually have not only. Okay. I felt like I didn't want to make up these. You know how people like make up false claims and they're like, "Can you believe so and so said such and such?" And then they have like mm-hmm. this reaction to it, but in reality, they just like made up the claim. Mm-hmm. I actually researched to make sure that mine were legitimate things that are published somewhere. Public. These aren't personal things that happen to you. I mean, like you're talking about like anecdotal, like you heard them say that like at a outdoor store, right? I'm th- I'm talking about things that people have said to you personally, thinking that they're giving you good advice. Yeah, I would count that too. But I tried to be, I tried to have it so that it wasn't just that. I wanted to have a variety of things and a variety of sources, really, mm. to show that there's quite a lot of uh, misinformation and nonsense out there. There is a lot of nonsense, and not just from our podcast. That's true. A Bible verse for the episode of Psalm 101.7, he who practices deceit won't dwell within my house. He who speaks falsehood won't be established before my eyes. No. 
You will not. How would you describe the so-called experts we're referencing in this episode? Are they are they practicing deceit or, or what? <sighs> no, uh, no, I don't. I don't look at it like that. I think there are a lot of people who just give bad advice are people who are not open always to learning new things. I think that a lot of times it's those people hmm. have the personality of like, I know everything and I know I'm right. Okay. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> so, or it's like, oh, this happened to me on my trip over the past 20 years. And yeah. so this is the only thing that you should be doing yeah. or whatever. Right. So, gotcha. I don't know. I I don't know. I think that, yeah, they're just not doing their research or they're just throwing information out without considering the ramifications or if what they're really saying is legitimate or truthful or... I think there's mm-hmm. some, definitely some deceit going on. Okay? You think so? I don't think that they've think vetted so? this information, some of the folks that we're talking you about. You think they're intentionally lying? I don't know about... Like, lying is pretty strong. Misinforming, misleading. Okay. Yeah. What are they hoping to accomplish, you think, with that? I think, at least on my list, they're coming. They're trying to accomplish becoming an authority on the subject. Like, we know what we are talking about, so therefore, heed this advice, y'all. Like a, like a fake REI team member or something. Well, I have REI on the list, like off their website. I have something. Oh, you found something. I couldn't find anything from them, so I'm curious what you found. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I've got... I tried to just do one... I try not to pick up one group more than once. I do have REI twice because I found it. Well, one of them REI and there's like another site that said the same thing. So, okay. I take that back. One of mine is from REI. <laughs> okay. So never mind. It, but it's personal. Is it from, me. is yeah, is it, is it anecdotal? Is it from the guy that tried to sell you the day pack? It's it. Yeah. How, how can I not put that on the list? How can I not put that on the that list? That might be moving into the like top 10 story of all time. Not just uh, for a podcast, but for humanity, Derek. Humanity needs to know <laughs> what happened. All right. I've got quite the long list. So I think I should go first. We get, we got it. You told me two or three and then you get like 12. What do you got? Well, I feel 10. like it, I, I didn't want 15. I, I've come up with these over a long period of time. And so I didn't want, oh, I didn't expect okay. you to like, oh. like magically match the amount that I had. That's fine. That's fine. I know you always have a billion. I'll, let, I'll talk. We'll talk about mine in a little bit and we'll get into yours and we'll keep okay. going. Do you, want, do you want to start? Can I, you want to ease into this? Or you want to go like saucy? Well, right there's, a, there's the obvious, you know, I, there was the guy. I won't name the names, even though we've talked about it, who just said you need the minimum. He said the, the minimum you need for a multi-day trip backpacking is 42 liters and i said no i don't think so here's the 36 that i have you didn't say no to him you weren't like no i I don't think so to his face you didn't say that i said no i was like i don't know i don't think i think i can go lighter than that i don't think that's true that makes more sense that's nicer well yeah i'm not gonna be a jerk uh debatable but i did i did challenge him so all right. And I Okay, and so and then and you challenged him and then you bought the the pack that is I bought it five and you liters, know what? I don't think you ever throw it in his face every time you go to REI. I don't think no, I don't throw it in his face. I didn't I don't think I ever told you this. This is a little nugget of the Ooh. story. He was we had the conversation. He saw me be like, "You know what? I'm going with the 36 and I'm going to try it." Okay. I'm going for it. And he's like, "Okay." So, he was watching me buy this backpack and I remember looking over at him being like, "Mhm." Yeah, I'm doing it. And so <laughs> he's a little more. Like, is he following you to the register? What's going on? No, here? no, no. He was he was over by like the uh, energy bar section. There's no Snickers bar, obviously. But um, he oh, was obviously. over there. And he, Wait, is, is, he, is he peeking above the, you know, the shelving? Like his eyes are above the shelving. That's it? 
Cliff bars were right below his his nasal bridge. Okay. Uh, no, he looked at. We had that little moment where like you you're gonna do it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, and then, and then I did it. <laughs> were you staring him down, like almost borderline ignoring the cashier as you're purchasing it? No, I w- oh, here's what I did. I was walking up. I was walking up. And I'm, you know how you kind of like look around at things while you're waiting? I'm yeah. like looking around and then our eyes just kind of met. And I was like, oh. And he sees the pack on my shoulder. Okay. And he's like, oh, you're, you're going to do it? Yeah. You're going to do that? I'm going like, to do yeah. that? I'm doing it. It was like a head nod and a head nod. Okay. That's what it was. You know how guys do that. So, I, is it, so the takeaway from this, the terrible advice is that there's no minimum pack capacity. Like you can get away with anything if you pack, pack smart enough like Derek. Look, I didn't tell him. Look, Chris. I shouldn't have said his name. We can omit that. Uh, We're leaving. I've done a trip with a fanny pack. Okay. (laughs) Wasn't the smartest thing to do, (laughs) but I came back from it and I survived. All right. No, I I don't know. I mean, I think he, he in general has pretty good input. Actually. He, he, we talked about many things over the years, but with that one. um, Yeah. Okay. If you're determined enough, I mean, you see, we've interviewed people that have had like, we were, I think one of the ladies we interviewed, I can't remember who it was pack was like 18 or 19 pounds and i'm like how are you doing yeah that? right it was incredible you know so it's yeah, they, doable they, they, they there's ways we'll, we'll get to that now that, that's a different episode we're getting off topic here. it's a different episode wait do you, okay. do you hear that what there's a, a phone call is somebody oh. calling in wait is wait. somebody calling into our show hang on did you give our yeah, phone number me. out again are you kidding me i don't i've never given the number okay i think you gave hello it. who's that oh, who's there this? it is who's this who's that guys guys is that wait? Is that John Kelly from the Backpacking Podcast? It is. It wow. is. Are you hacking into our show? Are you kidding me? Listen, man, we have our ways. Nobody asked for this. We're in the middle of our list of terrible pieces of advice that the experts say in backpacking. Mm. Oh man, that I am True. in the right place at the right. time. Are you time. the terrible expert? Yeah. Uh, no, I am actually listening to your podcast from a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I got a bone to pick with Uh-oh. you a little bit here. Uh oh. Oh, okay. So now there were four things that I listened to that that caught my attention. Now the whole thing was great. Wait, wait, wait. What what, what episode are you talking about here? This was this was trends that you thought were going to die in 2024. Oh, here we go. He's going to get on die, me. About no, no, this. no, die a miserable death. He's getting me. He's yeah. getting on me. Is this about the quilts? Let's talk about it. Let's go. <laughs> Derek is coming. Just be prepared. So <laughs> he said he's got four <laughs> things. I, I, All right, I got the notepad. Wait, let me take the notes. Now, now, one of the things I I 100 agree with. Whoa, okay. One of them, and it, and it's my name on the screen right now. <laughs> I think hmm. ultras may be the worst shoes in the history of, of mankind. Okay, yeah. So for those that are on YouTube, uh, JK's name title says JK hates ultras. Mm. Mm. I haven't used them because I, I've kind of taken my own advice on this. And I'm not going down that road. But w- why Why do you agree with that? We'll start with the positive. Well, back in 2018, I did the Shell Toey Trace. Hmm, and okay. I, I've been watching a lot of Darwin videos and a lot of Dixie videos and all these people. Everybody. Hmm. Ultra Lone Peak 3.5s. That was like, everybody said that's what you got to buy. Got you got to buy, buy these them. Ultras. You got to buy these gotta Ultras. Buy yeah. So I bought the Ultras. I trusted them. Foolish. Foolish. Okay. They all let me down. Right. <laughs> my feet were right. killing me every hike. Okay. My my Achilles tendons were tight. My right Achilles tendon is still tight all the time, and it was never a problem until after I wore those. Yeah, because of the, the zero drop. You went from a drop to a zero drop, and that's it stretched Gosh. out. Yeah, it really it's and it's it's just now. What is it? Five six years later, it's starting to feel better. Huh. Right. But uh, also the blisters. Okay. No single pair of shoes has given me as many blisters wow. as ultras. 
Okay. And, and so just, I still have them and they're not in bad shape because I didn't wear them for long before they destroyed my feet. Do you wear them with cotton gotcha. socks? That might be a problem. <laughs> Every time. Okay. Well, that, there you go. <laughs> problem solved. Okay. Wait a second. So, all right. Before we go down your, your negative list mm -hmm. here, mm. do you agree that... I can determine if somebody is wearing ultras on the trail without having to interview them. You can you can do it without actually seeing the people because okay. they have a very distinct <laughs> footprint they leave in the ground. See, no, that's Correct. good. That's good input. Not they what have you're a very saying. It looks like a foot. Oh boy! It looks like little toes and and a, a foot body in the in the and ground. And I'm not going to mistake them for Vibrams. I'm not going to mistake them. No, no, they okay. don't look like right. anybody else's shoes on the well, on that way. But Vibrams yeah. got the toes. I'm just saying they got the toes. They got the toes. If you're if you're gonna pick on us, we're, we're, we we like people picking on us, so this, this is we? fun for us. Let's take turns. So if you got a list, you got one for Derek, you got one for me. Okay. Let's take turns. So who do you want to start with? Please, please. We will start with with Derek, and and we're okay. going with the quilts. Fire we away. are going to go with the quilts here. <laughs> and and the reason we're going with the quilts is because you guys are ground dwellers. You're not hammock campers. <laughs> And if you've ever tried to sleep, we tried. We kind of tried one. If here. you ever try to sleep in a hammock with a sleeping bag, <laughs> true, it's a pure yeah. nightmare. Like getting in and out of that okay. thing isn't going to happen. And that, dude, we did not consider that point. This is a good point. And and the truth is, you guys were talking about it being a West Coast thing, but did you know most mm. of your, your mm. quilt makers are actually on the eastern half of the United States? Hammock gear, loco what? libre gear, UGQ. <sighs> Mind like blown. it's more of an East yeah. Coast thing, maybe than a West Coast thing. There's actually more. I think. I think we see a lot more people hammock camping on this end of the of the country than over there. Mm. So, right. No, because we're not allowed to hammock camp in a lot of your forests. That's why. <laughs> so, it's terrible. Terrible. I think what you're what you're really complaining about here is Derek's argument was I don't like quilts, therefore nobody should. And that was his trend issue, right? Well, not so much that he just said that he doesn't think they're going to last long. And the fact he thinks it's a trend. Hmm. They've been around for 30 years. Hmm. I said that. I told so, you I that. So, I mean, yeah. you know, they're yeah. not a trend anymore. They're old people. It's fine. Okay. They're, they're, they're like, they're millennials now. So, good. you know. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I, I got a couple notes here I, I took from all that. Are you, anything else you well, want to say about it? Well, the, the other thing I would Don't say is. is, is let, me, let me just check this. If yeah. you're a heavier, if you're a heavier fellow like me, snuggling into <laughs> that sleeping bag is not as comfortable as it might be for other people because there's no room to move. Having having a quilt can be a little nicer. Number one, I th it feels like the quilt community is a little defensive in general. Um, so I don't know if that <laughs> plays into what we're talking about here. My note says I don't care. My note says I don't care. Um, but no, look, I, I have I have a question. Like, yes, if we he brings up a good point though, Carl. He brings up a good point about the hammocks. If we were in hammocks. I could see how getting in and out of a hammock with a sleeping bag would be extremely annoying. So I, in that, mm. I do I do recognize my error there. But for the most part, if I'm in a tent with a quilt, which I have uh, tried before, I'm I'm just I'm just not as warm. I'm just not. Yeah. So I stick to my guns. I might be wrong, but I'm going to stick to my guns. That's fair. You know that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's fair, but I don't think quilts okay. are going. Anywhere. Well, we'll find out. That that's more my point. Yeah. My point is not that I want Derek to like quilts because I know Derek's not gonna like quilts. I'm not gonna like quilts. You're not going not gonna. to. But they're not going anywhere. They're gonna be around for a while. I have a great quilt on my couch, <laughs> but not for camera. If anybody's wondering why there's only a few people that are willing to come on our podcast more than once, it's because of that very comment Derek said right there is I don't care. He literally wrote I don't uh -huh. care on his notepad and then showed it <laughs> to JK. 
That's the kind of relationship building that we have. The quilt community, the quilt community just needs to calm down. That actually endears Derek to me, you know? But you've like, been on. You don't count. You've been on more than once. Look, Carl, you call me wishy-wash. He's I not going to sugarcoat it. He's not going to sugarcoat it. I'm telling it. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you what I think. I could be wrong. Yeah. But we don't know. Well, like I said, I, I'm not saying I want you to like quilts. I'm just saying they're not going anywhere. Look, maybe for the hammock community, quilts are here forever. I could see yeah. that. But I don't know about the tent people. I just, I don't know. I like to think they're going to fade out. All right, that's that's number one. Uh, you got the defensiveness out of Derek as you were going for and success, but you made your point. I, I I'm with you. I I didn't think about the hammock thing, but in general, I know they've been around for a long time. Another here to stay. So he knows. What bone knows. do you have to pick with me? What what you got in your list? You mentioned trekking pole tents, uh, and yes. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I love trekking wow. pole tents. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Um, I actually I actually kind of prefer them, and there's a there's a few reasons why. One is because I do hike with trekking poles. I'm 50 years old. I may not look what? it, but You're I'm 50, 50 years old. I thought old. you were 38. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. yeah. I'm old wow. as dirt. And so my knees and ankles are jacked up from years of doing hiking and stuff like that. And so I hike with trekking poles all the time. Well, guess what? I don't have to bring on top of my tent Boom. poles for my Boom. tent. Yes. Trekking poles. Yeah. Boom. So so the trekking poles make it a little bit lighter for me. Also, a nice thing about trekking pole tents that you don't have with your regular tents is let's say it's a hot summer day and you want a little bit more air to come through the tent you raise those trekking poles just a little bit higher you get a little more airflow mm. in the tent when it's cold you lower the trekking poles just a little bit you keep that air from coming in so you get a little bit more customization huh. right with the tent when you when huh. you pitch it yeah and i mean the weight savings are crazy i mean they really are i've got the durston x mid 2 the pro and it weighs 20 ounces what do you yeah what do you say no, about I, that you make some what good points man you make some good yeah i so my thought First of all, is I think that people are going to realize at some point, and I probably should have mentioned this as mm. part of it. Mm. I think I did mention this on a previous episode, is that the trekking poles that are adjustable, mm -hmm. that's typically the fail point for most trekking poles, unless you have anger rage like Derek who smashed anger them on trees. Anger rage, yes. But that's the fail point. And so I I used fixed-length trekking poles all last summer through training, through adventures, whatever, and I loved them. And so I don't know, and yeah, I didn't have any fail point issues with that. And so the trekking pole tents require the adjustable poles. So mine's, I guess, like a two-pronged right. argument. I don't think they're going away. I don't think they're going to die. I just think that, like, like they're going, like, they're, they're, they're skyrocketing like this, where you can buy a $700 to $1,000 tent that doesn't even stinking come with poles. They're skyrocketing. <laughs> I just think it's going to it's gonna kind of plateau, kinda taper off. Maybe go plateau. Yeah, maybe go down a little bit when people realize that, you like, there's a little bit more to it than as, as you're saying. The describing. show is about trends dying, not I know, slightly plateauing i kind of got dramatic like so maybe we need to review you right. know the the trekking pole tent community is more of a through hiking community anyways most of your people who don't through hike don't mm. buy trekking pole tents mm. they're gonna buy like your big agnes fl fly creeks and uh the tiger walls and the stuff that's got the poles and all that stuff built into them. but a lot of your through hikers they need the extra weight savings they need it to be able to be more right. customizable so you're gonna I, I don't think it's ever gonna go anywhere in the trekking pole or in the uh long long hike through hike community. You heard it here. I would agree with you if you're talking about the through hiking where you're doing the Sheltweets race or you're doing the less than a month through hikes, basically. The people that are doing the really long through hikes, a lot of them, people that we're encountering on the trail, like, you know, we're hitting, like I was just on the Continental Divide Trail a couple months ago, 
And we're hitting people that are just so tired by the end of the day, they're just taking some sort of like, you know, rain tarp and just rolling, like making themselves into a, like a <laughs> waterproof burrito. And they're not even setting anything up. They don't want to wow. set up a tent every day. To be honest, when I did the John Muir show years ago, I didn't want to set my tent up every day. And so like I cowboy camped half the time because I just wasn't interested. Take a breath. Take a breath. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's fired up. I like it. Fire, yeah. You wanted to get a reaction. You got a reaction, John. Well, here's the thing. 2023, the number one tent on the uh, at the Appalachian Trail was the Z-Pax Duplex, which is a trekking pole tent. So. Oh. Just by, by quitters or by people that finished? Quitters. <laughs> wow. Jeez. The hate is real. The hate is real. Even the quitters done, have done more miles than we have. So. Dude, this was a trivia question, Derek. You asked me what percentage of people like finished the AT trail and it was some crazy low percentage. So yeah, I'm asking, are the, if, is your stat by people that are actually doing a good chunk of the trail or finishing the trail? That's to be TBD. I bet it's TBD. I bet you don't know. My prediction? You don't know. How do you look that up? <laughs> I don't know how you got the stat in the first place. Are, are people who are completing the Appalachian Trail or using a chunk of it using ZPAC? Like, or how do you? I think chunk of it is a legitimate stat somewhere. You want ridiculous stats? Okay, I have one more question for him before we go. Jk, uh, he, he's got two more on his list. We're not going anywhere. I got, I got one more on my list. One more. One more. Who's a gnarlier community? Is it the quilting community or the trekking pole tent <laughs> community? I just like who's more. <laughs> intense i would say it's the heavyweight backpacking community heavyweight backpacking that i don't know exists that you brought up in the last thing which is what i wanted wow. to bring up as my last one wow We're where did you even get that man i don't fired. know anybody that legitimately goes i want at least 50 pounds oh my in gosh. my backpack when i go out on trail have you dude have you talked to some of these people that just want as much as possible in their back they don't no. care no no derek derek i got i got you derek immediately like after that episode one of the first comments we got was actually in support of that comment. They're like, correct. Derek was actually correct, correct. about that. I do that all the correct. time. There are people we interview. <laughs> Who are these people? I've never met one of them. I love him. I love it. I love Mike. But you know what? There's people who just can't pack under 50 pounds. They can't. Is, is that your third one? Was it, was it the thing that, that... That was my fourth. My first one was the ultras. The second one was the quilts, trekking pole tents. And his last one was the heavyweight backpack. I have not met one of these people. So you're going to have to introduce me to some of these... Okay. Heavy backpacker people. Well, I think on the West Coast, you got a lot of divas and a lot of luxury liners out here as far as backpacking oh, okay. world yeah. goes. So you're going to get a lot of people bringing... Those people exist. Like, 100%. I don't know that there's a lot of these people, but we have, we have over the years, like multiple people, like our buddy Rocky is that person in our group. Like, all right, I have a water bottle. I can just throw it in my pack or I can throw 10 water bottles in my pack. Let's do 10. I got 10, might as well. And they just <laughs> chuck it in there because they're, they're trying to get a better workout. Has Rocky ever had... Oh, I'll even throw Tupperware Mike. God love him. Have either of them ever had, you think, under 45 pounds of pack weight? <laughs> Gosh, on a trip? Uh, that's so heavy. Yeah, yes. We just did a pack weigh-in last summer, and both of them did. But, yeah, that was an effort for sure. That might be the first time in 20 years. So so what I'm saying is I think people who do that eventually okay. are going to get over it because your body's going to wear out. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if it's a trend. I think it's such a niche like, there's just a very small amount of people. I don't yeah. know if I'd give it the, the right. term trend. We're talking all avenues on this podcast. All avenues. You know what I mean? Like, you you were once 35, my friend, and you could handle trekking tent, <laughs> tent poles in wow. your pack. And now, look at you. Now I'm old wow. and I'm broken down and can't handle it. Maybe That's not very nice. Jared. Maybe you're part of this group that didn't know it at a time. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe. A lot of heavyweight backpackers don't even know they're in that niche. That would be okay. Jeremiah from our podcast. Yeah. That dude carries the heaviest pack. That might be true, too. It's crazy. That's fair. It's crazy. He probably would agree with you. All right, well, let me ask you this question. Yeah. You saw the title, 2024 Trends That Are Going to Die a Miserable Death. 
It was, a, it was a Derek and Carl episode. We didn't have a guest on for that episode. And so when you saw the title, I don't know if you heard the description or not, before you clicked on it, you were like, these are probably going to all be pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> Trekking pole tents. <laughs> Aqua clip. Strangely, we actually do predict things correctly over the years. I don't know if we hit home runs in that episode. You nailed the aqua clip. Well, that, how hard is that? Do you see that anymore? No. I mean, I remember when Dan first started talking about him, Dan Becker. Yep. And you started seeing him pop up all over the place. Oh, and yeah. And it didn't, it didn't, that fad didn't last long. Can you still buy one? I'm sure they are. Yeah. I'm sure they're still selling them. It's not dead yet. I don't want one. It's not dead yet. Yeah. I'll buy you one for the next trip, Derek. I like, I like my okay. shoulder strap bling. So I've got like the pocket that I put on my shoulder strap. Okay. All right. Maybe you started it. Though. I was part of that crew in 2018. Yeah. I was, I've been, I'm an OG on that one. Wait, so when you say shoulder strap, like do you actually put a full water bottle on your shoulder strap? Yeah. Okay. And it's got a little, it's got, and, and actually the one I've got, I've got a little straw in it. That is precious. So that it's like, it's like a water bladder that you'd put in your backpack, but I can see how much water's left. Okay. Is it, do you call it a water bottle or a sippy cup? What's wrong with a sippy cup, bro? I mean, I call it a sippy cup. My kids drink out of those all the time. You know, I'm a dad. Okay. Just so I All I know is I can see how much water's left. I remember hiking on the Sheltoe and I had a water bladder. Okay. And I didn't realize it was getting low. And I ran out of water on a 95 degree day. Right. And that was misery. That was misery. So ever since that day, I've quit using water bladders. I don't know how to continue this episode with John having hacked in here and accusing us of falsehoods, but we're going to try. So, JK, we're going to try to figure out a way to hack into your podcast here soon because we we owe you. Well, you know, we're celebrating 200. I don't know when this is coming out, but on the 29th of this month, we are celebrating. Congrats on that, by the way. 200 Congrats episodes of the Backpacking Podcast. It's also my son's sixth birthday. Man, thank you for taking the time to, first of all, listen to our show. We seriously we value that and uh, for giving us feedback and putting us in our place because. True, true. You know, we need that from time to time. So, JK, from the Backpacking Podcast, thanks, man. I'm going to salute you. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Some great music, isn't it? <laughs> Later, dude. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> and he cuts out with their own Backpacking Podcast music. Like, talk about hacking in, man. I think he got us on that one. He's got some new AI software, I think, that yeah, we, I think we're yeah, not aware of. He got us. We were literally like we'd gone through one of our, our topics. We got to get through this, though, because this episode is not about getting hassled by another podcast. It's not. But we, it's we not. do love them, though. So um, so thanks for, for hopping on there, JK. All right. So we're on mine, I think. Getting back to worst things experts say in backpacking. I don't know if we can count anything that was just said right there, but <laughs> let's keep moving. Let's get back okay. to it. Let's get back to it. What, what, I think what? you've heard this one before, what? and I think you'd actually agree with me on this one. Yeah. There's a saying... Bring two pounds of food per mm. person per day on a backpacking trip. Per person per day? Yeah. Two pounds of food. So that includes dehydrated food. That's a lot. That, you know, so you're going to end up, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So this is actually, I found this on our good friend Section Hiker's website. Oh, really? Our Correct. old pal Section Hiker that I discovered long ago. Yeah. If we can ever get him on our show, I'll actually ask him about this specifically. I think that's too much. Yeah, too, well, no, it depends. It just depends. Like, are you going on a really intense trip like we went on last summer in Banff? Like, that's true. not enough, man. I want more than two pounds true, of food true. per person. If you're going on, like, a Derek trip where it's, like, two miles a day, that's... A Derek trip, yeah. Way too much. Way too much. Costco trips require more than two pounds a day. So, that's... I mean, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it obviously depends on your need on the trip. This is one of the hardest things to do is to figure out how much food to bring, caloric expenditure, caloric intake... 
if you're going on a hard trip, typically you're, you're not going to be able to eat as much as you want to. Anyway, you're going to be at a deficit. But but having a standard and, and not thinking through how hard the days are with how much food you're packing, I think is uh, that's too general. I think that's bad. I think that's terrible advice. I would agree. I, yes. Okay. I think you get to the, I think we've talked about before about mapping out your food appropriately before each trip, organizing it day by day, and then kind of looking at like, well, this is how many miles we're doing. This is about what our elevation gain will be. And then do you add a little bit more for unknowns? I don't know. But I think just standard two day, two pounds a day, even on a basic trip. Some of our trips haven't been that much elevation. And it's like, I don't, I've had extra food. And then we talked about like, oh, well, I'm going to try to get it as close to zero as possible. Yeah. There's so. also, yeah, you know, I've, I've skipped dinners before. I want to save my, my expensive meals for the next time because I don't, if I don't need them, I'm not going to use them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think when you say like other contingencies or other things, like, you know, unexpected things, I think you're talking about things where you're like, you, you know, people get into your food or like I, I shared some food and then it never made it back to me. Like that's happened before. But I think you were fine. You had like a four pounds of gummy bear. So you were ended up being okay. You know, different story. Yeah. Different. Story. I'm not, I'm not going to eat that gummy bear grossness. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's your so, next one? Uh, mine, I got this advice a long time ago. This is before I started eating better before I started um, eating healthier. I think somebody was like, well, if you're going to be out on the trail, and you get low blood sugar, just eat a bunch of sugar like cookies and chips and candy and <laughs> trail mix with M&Ms. And they listed all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, wait, what chips are you eating that have sugar in them? Well, not They're chips. Like, well, no, you can use chips. Okay. They have like those little peated like cinnamon chips and stuff. Okay. So that's what I did for a while. And then you realize like how yeah. not great you feel. Because I think I'm comparing it to now like what I eat now. And it just caused a lot of like inflammation. Right. It caused a lot of inflammation in your body. And you, you have that crash, right? You eat all the... M&M's and the trail mix and it's like you just crash when you're done and I just I hated the way it, it, it yeah. felt I don't ever really get headaches and I would my head would start hurting a little bit so I think that was not oh. probably some of the worst advice I got I don't need a lot of that stuff but I do say stuff for the trail I'll be honest you had m you have M&M's usually though yeah yeah what I try to have at least the Trader Joe's ones where it's not yeah it's like it's still sugar but it's not chemicals you're not like overloading it I used to bring like bags of Famous Amos cookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, okay, but, but tell us, what, so what are you doing instead? What solves that problem now? We've talked about it. I think it's just eating cleaner, healthier, right? So you can do yeah. like high protein. Like the protein bars have a little sugar in it, but they're like high protein. I would do, um, what did I What did I eat last year? I think I brought some like, some vegetables. I brought like cucumbers on the trip one year. I brought like. Okay. Um, so you're climbing a mountain. Yeah. Your energy's starting to tank a little bit. And you're like. These cucumbers will save me. I think anything that I can eat that's more natural than processed. I get that, junk. but cucumbers aren't going to, they're not a, they're not a high calorie, high carb foods. They're not going to no. provide a lot of energy. They have a lot of good stuff in there though. No, I'm not, I'm not just eating cucumbers. Okay. So we can, we can spin off of that little tangent. If you All want, right. Sounds but. like you don't really know. Sounds like you don't know what you actually eat, except from cucumbers. Sounds like I don't, I don't know what I'm eating. Energy bars. Snickers bars? Just straight up Snickers bars <laughs> is all I'm eating. Just <laughs> Snickers candy okay. bars everywhere I go. All right. Okay, we had, have people that we've had food episodes about this many times, so I'm not going to rehash. But yeah, it's eating cleaner, right. avoiding processed. All right, here's here's a piece of advice I can't believe is still on a website that I found. This is on the Outward Bound website. Oh, what? Yeah, so they're they're you know they're an organization that Outward guides Bound. trips okay. and does team building stuff while you're out there, and so they're and they've been around forever. And they, oh, okay. I would say okay. they know their stuff, man. Like they've, you know, they've been very successful for very many years. Here's what they said. You don't need a pillow. Use a sleeping bag stuff sack filled with clothing instead. Uh, the pillow is 
Wonderful. The pillow industry is a trend that's taking off and continuing. It's like spiking. It's taking off because people realize they want to get good sleep. Some people do this. Like, I'm not saying nobody does this. I'm just saying that we have so many pillow options for not that much money that this seems silly to me. Mm -hmm. I think it is silly. I think it is silly. I would agree with that. Yeah, so I think that invest the two ounces minimum into a pillow. A pillow, a good pillow is just a game changer, dude. Just yeah. a game changer. I'm actually going to buy one. Like, Trekology came out with one that's, I don't think it's meant for backpacking. It's like nine ounces. It's like ridiculously heavy, mm. but it's massive. It's it's borderline the size of your pillow at home. I'm going to try that on the next backpacking trip just to get better sleep. I thought you got one of those down pillows. Didn't you get one of those? I got one of those, but those, yeah, the one I had, it was like thick, but it just sunk in too much when I put my, yeah. My oh, it didn't, it didn't support your head enough. Yeah, not enough. Okay. So, well. all right, that's mine. What's, what else you got? Uh, the socks. I mean, this is what, okay. before we went on the first trip, uh, before I talked to any of you guys and asked <laughs> proper advice, somebody was like, yeah, you don't need, just just wear whatever. So I'm like, what do I need to wear? And they're like, just wear. Wait, who's telling you this? What, where's These are just friends from? around that have been like outdoors and on their own <laughs> hikes and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know where, I don't even know what to bring. I don't know what to bring. So they're like, I'm like, I don't need any special like shoes, socks. Get your hiking socks. Yeah, just wear your socks and just get some hiking shoes. You'll be fine. <laughs> I brought, how many, how many pairs of cotton socks did I bring my first trip? Three, four. But just to clarify, these, you call them friends around. These are experts. Friends, my friends. These are my friends. I get that. I get that. You, you, listen, listen, everybody. This is what, this is what I love about Carl. His communication is so horrible. He texts me. He's like, hey, this is what he says. He's like, hey, we're going to be doing like two or three like horrible advice stories. (laughs) If it's personal, he says, he said like, I got it right here. He's like, uh, look at Come up with two or three. What the answers? What the experts say, but it's better if you know uh, where you heard it, and it's better if it happened to you. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, great. There you go. But it, it uses me. the word expert, but then you mock it. I don't yeah, understand because you're saying friends around are experts. Who are these ex? I'm giving you all kinds. I got the REI pack expert. Yeah, that's good. I got the uh, friends one that was personal. <laughs> what else do you want? Huh? What else do you want? If you're talking about friends, you want me to Google stuff on the website? You want me to give you one of those two? If you're talking about friends, I'm even talking about friends on our trip. I don't know that I would trust any of them as experts. You wanted personal stories as well. I'm doing okay. all of it. Yeah. What do you? I, I didn't say they were experts. Apparent. Apparently, I, this is what the title of the episode is. <laughs> then we need to re- recant your uh, issue with the trekking pulse. Okay. Know? Yeah, this is my issue, Derek. Misinterpreting the episode title. My bad, everybody. Hey, uh, these are trends that we're going to crash and die, but I'm going to talk about trekking poles <laughs> that are going to sort of lightly peter out, sort of, and plateau. You do the same thing, and yet Touché. here we are. Touche. Touche. All right, what do you got? What, I know you have a long list. Let's see what else you got. All right, so this one, I found, I found two conflicting pieces of advice, and I think that neither are correct, actually. One is on the REI website, and one is on is from a like a blogger or writer that actually gets quite a few hits called the Brooks Range Writer. Okay. One says you should never mm. bring a book. One says you should always bring a book. Mm. Yeah. So, and I think neither of them are right. I think like you should sometimes read a book. If you want to read a book, bring one. If you don't, leave it. That's it. Then then what? You got to limit the pages too. No. Can it be? A, can it be on a Kindle? Can it sure. be on a whatever you, you want? Know? I think if, if you enjoy reading outside, bring one. But I don't think you always have to bring one. And I don't think you should never bring one. Just You know what I like? You know what I like, Carl? What's I'm going to be honest with you. I like a good occasional audiobook. Okay. You know? Then bring one. Maybe I will. All right. There you go. Right on my phone. Okay. There you go. Next one. You got anything else? 
No, I, I gave you mine. What are you? You get the long list. So. I'm, I'm gonna run through my list. Okay, so on the ARIA website, it also says plan for every contingency. Well, every contingency. Yes, that is extreme. You can't. You can't do that. There's a chance that my sleeping bag could get soaked and could become unusable. Mm. So therefore, I should bring a second sleeping bag. Is that what it's saying? I don't know if that's exactly what it's saying, but, but I, that's the implication, right? Every contingency. Over planning. You yeah. could plan for. Forever, essentially. I mean, yeah. you're still not going to be ready. I'm going to take calculated risks. One risk I'm going to take is that Derek's not going to pack a water bladder into my backpack. Therefore, my backpack will stay internally dry. So I'm not packing a second sleeping bag. Oh, we're go- are we going? We're going yeah. back to that. Okay, let me just make a note. Okay, make, make a note. That I care. Start writing notes. All right. Do you agree it's with good. that one? About the water bladder? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> About the, you don't need to plan for every single contingency. Yeah, no, you got to take calculated risks. You ha- like, that's you- part of the adventure, people. Exactly. Use part common sense. Part of the adventure. Use common sense. Okay. Next one I've got is, let's see. This one, I, I probably had the strongest reaction to. This is actually from the JetBoil website. JetBoil, you did your... And we've been okay. fans of Jeppo over the years, but they said that first-time backpackers should know how to fix gear. It's an invaluable aspect of backpacking. You'll want to know how to fix tent mm. poles, deal with torn mm. backpacks, and any other unforeseen circumstances that may mm. pop up. This is for first-time backpackers. That's a lot. That they should know how to do all of these things. I mean, YouTube can help you, right? Why not? You, you, you feel like you should know how to fix literally every single no, piece of no. gear and plan for every contingency before going on your first backpacking trip. No, I do think you should try to know how to like repair a ripped, maybe like sleeping bag or something. It's like, it's like a couple of the basic things, right? Okay. First aid things, maybe a ripped sleeping bag. They give yeah, you a maybe little a couple kit, things. But like, but like if your stove busts, like, you know, you're not going to know how to do that. How about you just Usually. bring a roll of duct tape and call it good on your first trip? You, that could solve your tent pull issue, just bring the duct tape. torn backpack. It can solve that torn sleeping bag. Are you bringing the full roll? You going to bring a full roll of duct tape? Carl? If I'm new to backpacking, I don't know any better. Yeah. That's a, yeah, if, if I'm more experienced, I might bring, like, you can buy smaller rolls, of course. Like a half Or roll. if I do my research, but I just think that's overkill to, like, you know, to the 10th power, basically. It is overkill. How much duct tape do you bring now? Uh, they have these mini rolls I actually include as part of my first aid kit. Very mini. Yeah. It's in there. Very mini. Like, one square that's inch. Right. Next one I've got is, okay, I got a couple. This one is... Uh, yeah. If I want to go for a hike or a drive to see the fall colors, I'm a leaf peeper. I'm sorry, what? A leaf peeper? Have you heard this phrase? Leaf peeper. No. So Vermont, a Vermont newspaper in the 1960s came up. They coined this phrase. Are you making phrase, this up right now? And it's, okay. No, I'm not. No, no, no. And you might not know because of where no. you live, but this is definitely a thing in places that have fall colors, including Colorado. They're like, hey, why don't you go leaf peeping this weekend? The leaves are leaf, in full bloom, or they've, you know, they're maxing out with their colors. And so this Vermont newspaper coined the phrase in nineteen in the nineteen mm. sixties, and people kind of think it's funny. I think it's like the dumbest phrase ever. I feel like that gave me like a Tourette reaction. Like if you ever said to me, "Let's go leaf peep," I feel exactly. like my natural reaction would be to slap you in the face. Right, exactly. And I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people would, would yeah. want to do that. And I think. If you said that, I'd want to slap you in the face, but there's lots of things you can say which make me want to do that too. That's true. That's yeah. 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 I got a list of my own right here. Yeah. All right. I got I got one more. Okay, one more. What do we got? Actually, I got two more. Big Essentials. According to the Brunton website. Brunton. They say that you always need to bring a compass and survival mirror. So survival mirror. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think that they have them now where they're extremely like basically no weight, right? So I don't think that's a bad thing. Is it like excessively necessary with today's technology and the beacons? Probably not. But I don't think it's like horrible to throw it in there. 
Any anything safety, I don't think is like bad. But like, let's be honest. You have your mirror, and you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you're. I mean, what is what is gonna? Are, are people really flying over looking for that? And they're gonna. I mean, it's just it's. If you're camouflage or you're in a spot where it's hard, then then I can see the case for that. I don't know. In all the survival stories I've I've read about or watched, like I haven't seen anybody say it was the mirror that brought them brought the chopper to me. We just interviewed we just interviewed Dixie, right? And she's like, I had brightly colored ABCD, yeah. and they still had a hard time following me. They did, but she just waved her tent, and she had yeah blue. Was it blue or something like that? Right, but they the beacons should be able to locate you within about thirty feet. Right. So I right. I don't I think that's overkill. I, and to, yeah. and here's why I think this is bad is because. A lot of people wouldn't even know how to use a survival mirror, and most people that have compasses, they have them in their backpacks. They really don't know how to use them. They just feel obligated to bring them. True. True. So there you go. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Last go one. ahead. Okay, this is from a, uh, the expert is a podcast host. <laughs> okay, wait, so the, so, wait for so-called it. So-called expert. Here we go. <laughs> Sleeping pad. If you struggle oh, with boy. anger rage, just break one wow. of your trekking poles. The amount of yeah. horses beaten on this podcast to a pulp is is amazing. There's a lot of bad advice out there. There's a lot of bad advice out there. And we got you got trivia this time? We have today we have a uh, bad advice trivia for you. So, we're going to be doing that uh coming up next. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Are you beat up, extremely sore, or unusually exhausted after a day on the trail? or like Derek after 20 minutes, then it's time to up your training game with Summit Strength. Our good friend Rowan will help you get fit, strong, and resilient so you can conquer any adventure. Summit Strength is backed by the four factors of success, expertise, training, accountability, and mindset. Rowan uses rock solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail ready for all circumstances, rocky conditions, steep grades, sustained climbs, the link to your success is always in our episode description, but you can check out all the information you need at summitstrength.com.au slash online. It's time to be strong and pain-free for your next adventure. All right, man, what you got? All right, we got bad advice trivia. This is fill in the blank today. We're going to get a little tricky okay. on you. I know you hate fill in the blank. We're going to do it. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I think you know all of these if you turn your brain on. And um, <laughs> okay. we'll see what happens. So we got three I'll questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the sentence title whatever you want to call it and then you can fill in with the correct words. Okay. Success is a blank, not a blank. <laughs> You've heard this before. No. <laughs> Come on. I'm sure that whatever the right answer is, like I'll be like, oh yeah, now okay, I'll, I'll, I'll reword it. it. I'll reword it. Okay. It's all about the blank, not the blank. Six, it's all about the 
trip or the preparation, not the outcome or the destination. I'm going to give that to you. Okay. It's, success is a journey, not a destination. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. I said destination. Don't give it to I, me. I, I gave you the right. destination. You didn't say the okay. journey, though, but I, I'm going to give it to enough. you. It's Close a, enough. It's a load of malarkey. And the, I think yeah. the, the analogy that <laughs> it's I... a load of malarkey? What? It's all about the destination for you? The, well, okay. We, we were just talking. I was just looking at this, and they were they were giving the analogy of like, well, you don't tell like a football team it's all about the journey. You're, you're there to win the Super Bowl. It's about it's about the destination. <laughs> That's true. Right? That's so true. It's not all about the journey. I think um, sometimes like the journey's great, but like, you know. No, I, I soak in the journey. I don't like that saying more because it's a cliche. So it's cliche. That's, that's probably why I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the journey is fun, but... Okay, number two. Uh, business decisions should be based on blank, not blank. Okay, I don't know the first word, but it's got to be something having to do with like objectivity or data versus emotions. Logic, not emotion. That's good. I'll give it to you. Okay. That was good. Thank you. Wow. You are right. ready today. You already passed trivia. I'm so excited. For yes. Number three, freebie. Okay. Do what you love and the blank will follow. Success. It is not success. And uh, money. The money will follow. Okay. So I, I, I guess my, I beg the question, is that, does that involve podcasting? <laughs> it's not true. That's Gar nice. Garage sailing? <laughs> uh, uh, video gaming? Well, I guess yeah. if you're good enough, video gaming. But nah, maybe not. Not in, my, not in my case. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think it's time. like a Bible proverb right there. So I agree. That's bad advice. What was the second one? It was. So you don't think that you think some business decisions should be made based on emotion? Is this isn't saying. just me. This is on the website. Um, yeah, it was saying that like yes, some some decisions should be made with logic. But if you erase like your passion out of what you're doing, right. or the emotion of what you're doing, it's gonna be lackluster. It's gonna be hollow, right? So yeah. you want to combine both essentially, which I agree with. You you don't right. want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a business decision. But I may, I try to make decisions where I'm like pretty upfront, like here are expectations for whatever. Yeah. But my, but if I leave the emotion or the relationship side of things out of it, then I I come across as cold hearted, right? I think there's a time to be more logical. Yeah. And there's a time to be more emotional. I think you got to discern which one is which. But well, well, it's related to backpacking. So, for example, okay, I had to put in for a permit recently for our upcoming summer trip. We're going to Desolation Wilderness, and I had I want to get I want to make sure we get it because we have a big group, and so I I, I kind of sign up right when the permit spots open, and so when I sign up, I'm not even asking people to commit like I 100 percent of men. I'm just asking people to commit to the point where they're like, if I end up bailing, I'll at least cover the cost of the permits, right? That's what I told. That's what I told you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like I just I know that you're in a different situation. I'm not talking about you for this one, but there was one person. There's one person that I had to ask. So I think I asked three times and they either didn't respond or they're like, yeah, I'm like 70% or something like that. And so after three times, I could easily be like, yeah, what do you, what do you do with that? I could, I could just say, look, you just get your own permit if you decide to come. Right. I'm asking for like a $15 commitment here. This is not that big of a deal. So should I ask the fourth time? What do you think? And they gave you 70% after the third time. Yeah, it was like it was like first time was seventy percent, then like a non response, then like a general answer, and so now it's night before the, I'm getting the permits, and I've got to decide how many I'm I getting, how many I'm reserving. That's what you, so it's tomorrow. You're talking about tomorrow. Um, well, that's puts you in a tough bind. I think it's. I mean, yeah. I would have said before you were down to the wire, I would have been like, I need to know by this date if you guys are in or out for the fifteen. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna like not count you or give your spot away to somebody else. Yeah, and I, and I said those things, but logically speaking, if you go with kind of with what your trivia question was, logically, like I've given fair warning, I've asked three times, that's sufficient. 
But if I if I put the heart into it, this person like goes out of their way to come on our backpacking trips. Yeah. They're they've been very consistent and they value our trips maybe more than anybody else and they let me know. True. It. So, like very heartfelt. So I so I asked. I know who you're talking about. That's that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's it's tough. I think it's 15 bucks though, right? So right. I would just be like, and, and for me, it's not the 15. It's more just that over the years, it's been like 15 times four people that you know either don't pay or you know have issues with that and so then that's kind of adds up right i just think this is where i think you put yourself in a, a tough spot because you are compassionate you you want you want people to go oh, who yeah. want to go and i get that and i love that about you but i think at the same time you're going to get this like awkward half percentage kind of responses from people and it's going to it's annoying yeah. it's just right. annoying it's right. sure so it's all right. We I, we figured I don't, it out. I don't, I, but I yeah. So actually, yeah, your trivia is actually really good. It's, it's like a good discussion trivia. We could probably talk about this a lot longer. But you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Like all my trivia. All Correct. Right. Yeah, all of yours is is genius. People think that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I got a couple tidbits. You ready? Sure. Yeah. Go. All right. So we've got some B and B stickers out there. I know there's some sticker folks. You like putting them on your six ounce empty Nalgene bottle, whatever your storage bins, whatever. So we got, I'm going to call them bribery stickers. So anybody joins Patreon, you want a stickers, let me know. I'll send them to you. Mm. You leave us a review specifically like on the Apple podcast app. It's been a while since we've gotten one, at least at the time we're recording this. Yeah, please, please leave it a review and we will bribe you with some uh, limited edition B&B stickers. Limited edition. They might change. So you could be in on that. So like there's that. that, and then let's see. Recently, we had Justin Outdoors on our show, and we and then we mentioned that he was part of the Backpacking Hall of Fame. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember talking about Justin as being part of the Hall of Fame that we created. So, I think that's so Philip responded to that, and he's like, you know, most Hall of Fames have special jackets. Oh. So, what kind of jacket do you think Justin's going to get? Most wait, 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 wait. Most Hall of Fames have I special think. jackets. Does like. The MLB have, a ja- I don't know if they have, do they have jackets? You might have found one that doesn't. I'm not saying all do. I don't know. I'm not a Hall of Fame expert. I don't know. I mean, I know the masters of, the you know, golf. They have a jacket. Yeah. Right? NFL, football does. That's a thing. Anyway, what kind of jacket should the backpacking Hall of Fame get Justin? I feel like it should be like a denim sheepskin wool jacket. It's mm-hmm. more nature right? I was thinking, like, if we're in charge of the budget since uh, we're coming up with the idea of the backpacking Hall of Fame... Based on the budget that we have, it'd probably be some sort of like leftover rain jacket that no longer is waterproof. Yeah, like a like a half used poncho. Been out in the sun for a while. So, Justin, if you're still listening, man, yeah, reach out. We'll send that to you. <laughs> I'll give you like a used poncho. I can find one here somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anytime. That, my friend, is all I got. That's all I got, guys. Uh, always a pleasure. Thank you for roughing it through with us uh you know sometimes i get this information like an hour before the show so i sound way less prepared than carl and he likes to mock me for it that's totally fine but i'm gonna use carl's life mantra on the outro if you can't battle him with brilliance you battle him with nonsense we'll see you next time I gave Carl this advice years ago. I don't know if you ever did it because you always see him wearing a hat, right? So long ago, like Carl loses the hair. It's 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 gone. Let's it's pretty much gone. I said, Carl, um, look, why don't you get a tattoo of a rabbit? And you have to you have to give you have to give Carl advice in a Carl way, right? So I had to dumb it down. I had to go pun mode, right? And I said, Carl, look, why don't you get a tattoo of a rabbit on your head? You know that way, if people see you from a distance, 
It looks like you have hair. 